Think of all that went wrong this year. Every difficult moment, every heartache, every plan that you had that ended up not going the way you wanted. Think of the darkest moments of this past year and bring them here. Bring them to the manger, to the altar, to the tabernacle. Because that's where Jesus Christ wants to be born. You see, he could have been born anywhere. He could have come in glory as as a full-grown adult, riding the clouds down, casting thunderbolts and lightning on all of his enemies. And yet, he decided to take a different route. He rode the royal road of humility to be born in a manger as a helpless little babe. And he did it for you. He did it so that he can be light shining in darkness. Because that's what we need. right? We, we come here and maybe we put on a nice face, but maybe it's been a really hard year. I once heard it said that in every pew there is a broken heart. And over these years of priesthood, I've realized that's right. right? We're dealing with a lot of stuff. And maybe the run-up to this Christmas was just even more of that. Maybe this deep anxiety at having to face family that we're not getting along with maybe as well as we would like. And we might be tempted to think, God can't meet me there. i got to get my stuff together and then I can meet Jesus instead of realizing Jesus wants to meet you in your darkest hour. Where you are most heartbroken, where you need him the most, he is light shining in the darkness. And what did we read in the gospel? The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. It's far too easy for us to believe that evil is winning when we're having a difficult year, when maybe our plans haven't gone as we would like, when we look at society and we realize that it's not Uh, living in accord with what Christ has revealed. When we think that we're fighting a losing battle, but what we celebrate today is that our victor is here. Right? He's already won the battle. The darkness has not overcome the light, but it's a matter of us bringing our darkness to him to illuminate. You see, he wants to meet you in your most desperate places. And so how good it is that we are all here to celebrate that blessed day on which the true light which enlightens everyone was coming into the world. It's beautiful because he didn't just come to visit. We might think that because we didn't live 2,000 years ago. We didn't uh, hear him teaching and preaching the way that he did uh, all throughout Galilee and Judea and all the, the regions of Israel. But he remains with us for love. There's a beautiful thing that has occurred with us having the nativity scene where it is this year. And that's you have a straight line from our Lord as an infant to him with his disciples at that last supper. To him up on the cross. And we might think, okay, those are great scenes from his life. But how do I connect to it? How can I be affected by this light that came into the darkness? Because I prayed to him and he didn't fix my problems. So where is he? Well, it's beautiful is in that same perfect line where you see Christ the babe 
Christ feeding his disciples with his very flesh. Christ sacrificing himself for us all. We also see him still present with us in the tabernacle. We see the altar on which he is made present just as truly as he was at Bethlehem. The faith that the shepherds needed to have to be able to see there more than just a baby, but rather the power that rules the whole universe is the same faith that we have every time we approach to receive. Every time we come into this church and realize this place is unlike any other place. Because here, God dwells in the flesh. Here I get to receive him who is a light to my darkness. And I get to let him be born in my most difficult places. As I said, he could have planned it any other way. But instead, he let Joseph and Mary be seemingly at the whim of Caesar Augustus, who, through his census, ordered all sorts of people to be moving around. We might have thought, what a terrible mistake. What an awful thing that happened to them. Or we could realize that was God's providence at work. Because the Messiah had to be born in Bethlehem. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit there in Nazareth. And we might think, oh man, all of these powerful people in the world, they have all the control and we're just kind of here. But we realize they have no control that has not been given to them. We realize that God's providence trumps all. And so he was the one who orchestrated it all. We realize that nothing is more powerful than God's divine plan. That even the twists and turns and the parts of our lives that we hate the most, listen, he hates our suffering too. But he's willing to convert even that into something good for us. We're not just chess pieces that he's moving around. Right? He's not causing our suffering, but he can even use our suffering. He can even use our sin, our mistakes. Even those times that we've turned away from him, he can use them and incorporate them into his plan of salvation for us. But as I said, it doesn't happen automatically. It's something that we have to invite him in. We have to say, Lord, I bring to you the worst parts of this year, the most neglected parts of my heart. The stuff that I don't want to show anybody, I give that to you and I ask you. Just as you were humble enough to be born in a stinky stable. Just as you were uh, willing to be born in a cold cave. Just as you were rejected by so many, I feel unlovable. And I want to present all of that to you. So that you, love, can be born within my heart. That's what he wants to do. And that's the point of Christmas. Christmas is not just about celebrating something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's about allowing that to affect us today. It's about allowing Christ in a relationship with him to be born in our hearts this day. Because he's still here. At every Mass, he is present. At every moment, he's in that tabernacle. And he's just waiting for us to be able to plug into that relationship of love. When it says the word was made flesh and made his dwelling among us, that's more than just a visit. 
right? It wasn't that he just came for the benefit of people in Israel 2,000 years ago. No, he came and remained for love of you. Through the sacraments, down the centuries, in every corner of the globe, you can have contact, real, living, physical, and spiritual contact with the God who was born in Bethlehem, raised upon the cross, sacrificed himself for you, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and remains with you in every sacrament. In the confessional, he heals you. He gives you the forgiveness for which you yearn. And in the sanctuary, when you receive, he fills you with his very light to become, or with his very life to become that light in the darkness for which you crave. The Lord is here with us and his reason for joy. I pray that we can be here to encounter him, to give him all that we have within our hearts so he may come and rule there in his humility but also in his power. Because we have a lot of darkness around us and within us, but he is that great light that has come to guide the way and to guide us into heavenly glory.